Hello, Hello everyone. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody look at Ali. Hello everyone and welcome to the Nice RV save, Ali. Podcast S- listeners. Swallow it. Out on Swallow it. <laughs> good boy. Banana in his mouth, trying to look casual. I've been eating it very quickly before we started. We're back! <laughs> yes, it is indeed us, the RP Geeks, back. Uh, with our Dungeons and Dragons and Science campaign set in the sci-fi world of Braxigantu. Braxigantu. Don't know Braxigantu. us. Thank you. For those who don't know no. us, we are four professional science communicators. We love to play D and D, and to talk about the science behind some of the sci-fi concepts that come up in the game. Um, we are beginning now, exci- excitingly, our third um, and final chapter of this particular story. These particular. My- Characters. God, it's exciting! It's, it's so exciting. There's exciting. So much going on. Um, if you've got some, if we've got any new listeners or viewers, don't worry. We'll, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll catch up. This is a, a self-contained adventure, um, so you should be, you should be all right to, to to jump in. So we're gonna introduce ourselves and our characters i forgot are we doing our characters i can't remember no no we do us now we do the character i also we we should introduce each other we always introduce ourselves okay oh okay okay Okay. who wants to introduce who i'll introduce emily bates oh okay Oh, okay. I Where wanted to introduce Emily. Oh, no. So why, why does that one want to introduce me? I want to introduce you. I want to introduce Shamini. Thank you. Thank you, Emily Bates. This is going to be so not confusing for you. Just <laughs> uh, I'm going to have introduce... to end up introducing myself. No, it's you're not. Like I'll being introduce the last Ali. person picked. Uh... And Ali, introduce Simon. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. I can't do Simon's patter. It's so good. You don't need to. You just have to pretend. Well, you know, you're yeah. doing I'll, an impression I'll of him. You're not doing an impression. We're wasting valuable D&D time, people. <laughs> there is no spoon. I'm just gonna listen. One of the top uh, players in this game is Ali Jennings, the amazing. I've gone so badly wrong. Ali Jennings, the fate, fate weaver, weaver of the Braxigantu world, is a science video and audio producer and all-round great guy. Very good, Ali. I'm Simon Clark. No, you're not. No, you're not. That's not... things like that. <laughs> I doctor when I'm not just Mister, and I seven and book I write wow. is a very good word. And good know. word. I'm a science man. Science Emily Bates. Spot on. That's why. Hello, I'm We're Emily also... Bates. I'd like you to meet. Wait, surely I introduced Bates. No, I'm about to introduce. Because I was just introducing Charmony. Are we not oh. going around in the order, oh, like, okay. carrying on? Yeah, go around in the order. Okay. Yeah, Simon, you go. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a nice circle. That it's was Emily Bates great. you just heard, who's a wonderful <laughs> ray of sunshine and science Aww. communicator and works in all of the media and has an amazing Aww. collection of rum. Um, and she will now introduce... I don't have that much rum. I have a lot of tequila. Um, <laughs> I want to introduce Sharmini. Sharmini Bundell. Oh, she is I've misunderstood this. Fantastic. You did. Yes, you did, Ali. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ali's got a lot on his mind today. Uh, he's running the whole game. Charmini is check. like an amazing video science producer. She is so wonderful. And if you're not watching the stream, she's so beautiful. And I love her so much. And she always dresses up and it's so cute. And oh, she's perfect. And she also she plays in this. so many tabletop role-playing games that you can find online, including, and I'm going to plug it for you, Three Black Halflings. Latest <laughs> campaign, which is so exciting, and we're so proud of you. 
And not only that, Another one. today, oh. I am doing the D&D brief. That's right, you are. <laughs> We're rolling oh, on, people. Well. Well. Yeah, yeah, no, remembered that and said that in yeah, your intro. Yeah, that would be perfect. Oh, yeah, good, oh. good. So, for if anyone doesn't know, um, as, as explained before, we talk about the science behind our stories, our characters, our spells, our world. We basically try and come up with scientifically plausible explanations for everything that happens in the game, all the like character feats and abilities that we've taken. Um, and I, my character, uh, Tenebris, is a aberrant mind sorcerer. Yeah. Um, and I have basically previously revealed sort of half of the science that I sort of conceived of when I was designing her. Um, the, the, the plot relevant science we've talked about so far is the existence of a colony of microorganisms. And I basically talked a lot about slime mold as a kind of organism that can um, sort of separate out into tiny cells, but also come together into a sort of super organism. Yes, Simon. What is the difference between mm. a slime mold and a regular mm. mold? Mm, good question. Because you always hear about slime molds as being their own thing, but I'm not a bioman. They're, they're made of totally right? different cells. They're completely different organisms. And why are they both called molds? Is this like everything Boom. being called a fish? Don't, even no. though there's nothing. No I don't think thing. mold is. I don't think mold is a single thing, right? There is something plug, plug on the podcast. Is is a kind of is a I think is a group of organisms. I'm not actually even sure if they're all like related. Um, whereas mold is it a single thing? Is it always fungi? Mold is a type of fungus, yeah. Yeah, which okay. Grows on stuff and eats things and is made of fungal cells. Whereas a slime mold is made of amoebae, basically, isn't it? Oh. oh. Like all ganging together into bigger, like a gang of amoebae. Excellent, Ooh, Ali. Are you mold... doing that thing where you say things really confidently, even though you're not entirely sure? I am not sure. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> mold is actually technically not the um, <laughs> yes, species. Exactly. Mold is the structure that different funguses ah. form. Oh, wait, interesting. Oh, so they form a mold. Fungus forms yeah. a mold. Yeah. Wow. It's one. Was I right about the amoebae stuff? Because I think I'm right about that. Um, Who knows? Slime, yes, you're right. Slime molds were formally ca classified as fungi. Um, they're not, in fact, monophyletic. They are, um, you know, not all entirely related to each other, what we would call slime molds. Um, and they are eukaryotic. Oh, does that make them amoeba? Let me look up the... Yeah, no, eukaryotic doesn't eukaryotic. make them, but it, they are, yeah. yeah. I am not qualified but for this they're discussion. Singles. Welcome to <laughs> biology yeah, time. Simon loves it. <laughs> the lone physicist of the pack gets picked off by the wolves <laughs> of ignorance. Anyway, so I basically said, Simon, right... Simon! Slime mold type creatures. Tenebris is sort of surrounded at all times by these tiny invisible organisms. They're like on her skin, they're in the air, they're on all of you because you're near her. Sorry. They're just they're just mm. floating. Um Don't wait, rub wait. them, it excites them. Oh no. Oh I don't know <laughs> um, how I feel about that. That's not canon. Um <laughs> <laughs> Ali. <laughs> But that doesn't explain actually how um, Tenebris can do all her various spells, sorcerer spells, a lot of psionic spells. Aberrant Mind Sorcerers like, have all these like psychic abilities, basically. So she can like, talk to people telepathically, read people's minds, mm. um, make them see horrific visions. Um, and so I, I, has, does anyone have any ideas or have I hinted at at all? I was how kind... this works because I wondered if you had any theories. I was really hoping yeah. it was all going to end up being like cold reading, and <laughs> like 
kind of all just be oh, like no. bullshit psychic stuff. But oh, I think it's been oh, strong no. enough that it's not that. Um, well, I assume they have some way of crossing the blood-brain barrier. That's my personal theory. Because Ooh. they have to get into the brain somehow, surely, if well, they want that kind of effect. Okay, so that is a question. I was going to leave that question as later, but that is a huge, a huge question Ooh, okay. um, that I haven't fully decided on the answer okay. of. But that was not how I originally conceived of them. But you're right. It's all about affecting the brain. Yeah. Uh, clearly. Um, now, like modern science, to give this a base. You can uh, hear Ali typing and Googling <laughs> things. I 100% <laughs> want to know some stuff. So I, will, I really I will, want to know some I will stuff. say Ali is like the neuroscience background here. Um, so I spoke to Ali earlier so today. My degree means nothing to you. <laughs> Oh God! I developed this with Ali, Ali slightly. Ha- Ali has a PhD um, in neuroscience. So... I have I have a bachelor's, so it's it. <laughs> <laughs> that means nothing now. Doctor Ali all Jennings. The, all that that means um, is that Ali also it. likes neuroscience, but doesn't like it. It's <laughs> gets into things that are way too big and stupid and doesn't know when to stop. That's all a PhD yeah. means. Yeah. I like and brain. has now got the confidence to say things confidently about which he knows nothing. <laughs> Hey, I've said blood brain barrier. I am done for the day. That's my neuroscience knowledge. You're... That was good. That was good. I remember okay. that. I, you know, I had to I had to look into the blood brain barrier once as a kind of part of my oh, PhD. I kind of oh. hope and it's made so. of. Oh. <laughs> oh, what what even implies blood brain barrier? I've heard of it, but like, what is it? <laughs> Sorry, Ali, you t- okay. is it? It's it's three different kinds of cells, right? So basically, yeah. it's pericytes, bleh, and then astrocytes, yeah. which sit bleh. around the What's all the of those. cell. It was some sort of. Uh, did you not hear? It was the and like. Uh, there's some sort of reception going on. Oh, the, someone uh, like, making noises. Uh, um, but the cells. Oh, I know what it is. So hang on. There's a parasite which basically is the. Oh, I'm gonna Google it one. Do you just do that? Because essentially, right, there's the there's blood the lining barrier. of the it's blood cool. vessel. Blood vessels have a sink, have cells which line their walls, right? Yeah. And I've forgotten what those are called. Then outside that you have I th- uh, the next set of cells which basically controls the constriction of the blood vessels and provides a layer... Uh, that is the parasite. A, a layer around it of protection. So that's the parasite, right, thank you. Thank you. Um, and then around that is the astrocyte which basically senses what's going on there and um, can transfer nutrients which comes through the blood-brain barrier to the neurons, right? That's yeah. part of what they do. And so like it forms the central sort of nervous system layer. is the, yeah. Yeah, it's a triple layer of cells. So it's not a single sort of barrier and it's not, and it is permeable, like stuff goes through all the time. But not everything. And that's the key. It lets Crucial. certain things through, but not everything. Can bacteria get through? Are there any horrible... Some can, but not many. So exactly they have so. to be pretty nasty to get through. Uh, opioids can get through. That's why they're so addictive because they get straight into your brain. Um, but uh, most drugs don't. And this presumably is what is allowed through is based on sort of on chemistry rather than like physical size. Because if you're looking at like the lung blood barrier, that's based on how large particles are. It's like, uh, I because I'm d- guessing this is like it, it, that, that things are coated in certain chemicals that are allowed passage through. Hold up. It's the end of what? it's the it's the it's the lining of it's the first lining that lets stuff through. Right. So I think no, it's I think it's absorption, right? So it it is it's so yeah, it size. would be chemistry, yeah. So it would uh and then well, there's, there's definitely there's definitely through, right? receptors. There's, there's definitely receptors yeah. that can let stuff through too. There's but two ways I, of, like certain on. certain <laughs> molecules certain molecules can diffuse through uh, the membrane, like oxygen, right? That's how yeah. they get into the lungs. 
Um, larger molecules and charged molecules can't get across the non-charged plasma membrane of the cells, so they tend to have, to have to have a channel, unless they go through the space between the cells, which tend to be locked off pretty tight, but sometimes they do break, and that's how they can get through as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so, so Tenebris' there is powers one way, are, are but... somehow utilizing the flaws in that security system of the brain, basically. Go on, Ali has a hand question. Up, Ali. The podcast can't There's hear your hand. Way. There's <laughs> another way. You could, you don't, if you could pierce the skin of the skull and pierce the dura mater, which is the sort of hard bit which covers the brain, you could get down to the surface of the brain without having to go through the blood at all. That is one way of doing it, yes. So you can go you up could through squeeze your way in. So I actually started off not even thinking that far. So so one option is that these microscopic organisms are like sending out like little filaments or like pseudopodia that are like drilling down through into uh, people's heads through oh no never cast a spell on infinity ever thank you sorry don't you want to um, be cut don't you want to calm infinity <laughs> no. how don't would how would an android be calmed however if it's uh, well, we're never going to get into that <laughs> 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 that's the reason to never cast a spell on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to some to some extent, you wouldn't you wouldn't need to get in there because so um you're gonna have to tell me about this, Ali, but like EEG, like let, let's say we're trying to work out how to like read someone's mind, detect thoughts, is like a little skull cap of little sensors that's entirely external and that is sensing the electrical signals that are coming from the certainly the outer layer yeah. of the brain. Do you mean um, you don't have an EEG. Oh, no. I said yeah, you have an EEG. Why do you have an EEG? EEG? You know, Come on, put it on props. for, it on for demonstration purposes. Hang on, for the for video uh, viewers can can see me put this on. Podcast listeners, Simon is looking at a cap. He yeah, appears to be trying to work out how to put it on. He's put it on. He's got some strings. Up. Oh my god! He looks he... like a swimmer. Oh it's ridiculous. My god. It is that perfect. Is beautiful. It's got like a rainbow half string half at the back. Cap. <laughs> I think it's the wires, but they look lovely. I haven't actually put this on yet. I look like I'm in some kind cool? of like. You need to get some Why gel, do you have some this? conductivity I gel. I do. I do have some gel actually. Uh, so. Simon held up a tablet. Gel for the EG, Simon. I'm for, oh, that's um, that's the only other thing in this box KY is a jelly. list of of people who have paid for my stag do. So. <laughs> this looks like I'm having a hell of a good time. Yeah, great. Why do you have an EEG? Answer yeah, what, the question. What's this for? Yeah. Um, this is for a video, which I mean, I'm going to announce. No one's going to nerd snipe me because no one's probably capable of doing it. Is um, I want. I'm going to build a. Uh, no one's a pattern capable of doing it. <laughs> a build a, a pattern recognition and uh, machine learning software that will allow me to train it on me playing Tetris with the intent of me being able to control playing Tetris with my mind. Brilliant. I, people have done stuff like that. that no is, one else is capable of no doing that. They've, They've done it already. Yeah. <laughs> but no one's done it on YouTube. Fair, <laughs> so, fair. Valid, valid, valid. That's so, well, I mean, hey. that's perfect though, isn't it? Because that's not just, that's, well, that, I mean, that is, that's, that's what I was getting into, which is like brain computer interfaces, right? Training in, in our case, like machines to read the signals and then translate them into yeah playing tetris or like a really useful function is if people are paralyzed and they need to communicate um they can get computers to recognize the brain signals and transform that into working out their movements working out um letters and there was one um last year i think where um a paralyzed person sort of 
spoke, tried to speak, is unable to move, but they're taking the signals from, you know, the mouth and the throat and all that and, and turning that into text. Yeah, it's it, there's some amazing stuff they're doing with brain-computer interfaces now. It's it's very cool tech, I have so to I think, say. I think if the computer can read your brain, In my the f- little colony can read your brain. Mm. <laughs> well, the thing is, right, and, and to justify that, like I feel yeah. like the advances with, with that technology, it hasn't actually been the physical sensing technology. It has been entirely in how it's processed. Yeah. And it's it knowing was... what signals mean what is, yeah, is exactly. the problem. And, and, yeah. and it is a machine learning, like it, that's ideally what you use machine learning for. So if you if we can say that a slime mold has some kind of emergent behavior that mm. is effectively like yeah, training okay. you know, okay. some okay. some kind of machine learning algorithm, then I can and so my, my big oh thing my with God, that though is so then cool. how are all well, the different the brain, slime molds communicating with each other or are they one are we treating them as okay, one organism? So yeah, we, th- th- that's that is an issue as well. So I'm thinking that they're based very much on on generating and manipulating and sensing electric currents because mm-hmm. um, obviously that's what's sort of going on in a brain. That would be a way for them to if they were all sort of close enough to each other to com- to communicate and form a superorganism, even if even if they're not literally uh like touching each other that they're sort of spread out over such an area okay and i I kind of like the idea that because they're so big and because you can create this superorganism that you could create some kind of intelligence that couldn't that wouldn't be possible with each single individual one yeah that's really interesting that's the thing with like robotics and stuff so yeah that makes sense yeah Mm -hmm. there are a couple of there's still a couple of problems with the with the um, like using brain computer interface type stuff as an example, one of them is at the moment those kind of things do involve electrodes being implanted into your brain. That's not done through external. Get things, those pseudopodia like... into my mind. Yeah, but yeah I, I feel just, like that's just a in. that's just a technological breakthrough away though. Yeah, I feel could be yeah yeah. And then the other one, which is kind of machine learning slightly. Ali disagrees. I just wanted to disagree. What, you've all i think you've always got to get into the brain you've got to get in there got to, got to find out what's going on I think external is like, never going to be enough yeah because and also like because there's just no way of getting down to the 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 resolution of a single cell's electrical output mm-hmm. after it's been through a layer of blood and brain and well not at the moment and everything right? but that's my point like not at the moment that feels like the kind of thing. You're only looking externally. Then your your ability to sort of spatially locate a single signal. Uh, no, of course, it's much else. much more difficult. Um, we cannot. We're not even close to being able to do it now. But mm. you think it's I don't know if that's necessarily a forever problem. Like we can already go through the skull and like you know ignore mm. that. Yeah, I don't. But also, is the, are we not still all talking about observing, not interfering is... with the system? So yes. My my sort of claim on that is if you can if you can use electric if you can manipulate uh, electrical currents enough to observe and read them you can manipulate them enough to influence them. You're not manipulating them. You're reading them. There's a difference. But this is the this is the point, right? If you can generate an electric current, you can also generate a magnetic field. Correct. So I'm assuming that each of these microorganisms, again, this is kind of how they're communicating, right? They're not just they're not just sensing; they're generating electricity. Yeah. And there are right. like uh, bacteria that generate electricity. Um, and I found a whole thing right. about it. I did not have time to to read and bacteria that eat electricity and, and 
all sorts of clever things. Oh, um, no, bacteria that eat electricity prepared. Yeah, the whole Cause, thing. Because what you're effectively proposing is, I'm going to massively simplify this, the brain is a box full of charged things. Like, yeah, kind of the, true. The, the, there are Which ions are just buttons, in a box. So switches, if you're going to yeah. have very precise patterns of electrical uh, yeah. of, of electrical current, that will have a magnetic field associated with it, and that mm -hmm. will move those charges. That is that exactly is what the brain is. Yeah. <laughs> that exists. That's a technology that exists. Yeah. Is it? Wait. What, but you what, can manipulate your brain. You can put like a current on your skull and make yourself like not be able to speak and things like that if you put it on like even from areas. the outside. Yeah. It's called oh. transcranial magnetic stimulation. I couldn't remember it's the name of it. That is it. <laughs> wow. It generates a magnetic current which which interferes with you can the electrical like put it on Broca's area and watch people go like that and just fail That's to speak. That's so cool. Like permanently? No, no, no. Just just as long as it's there, they take it off and they're fine again. Ethical. It's amazing. Disrupting, because I thought like actually just disrupting brain activities would be really useful for. I haven't got any spells that specifically do that. I've got like spells that kind of like freak you out and spells that make you like see wacky things. But that all makes sense. That all could. Mm. I've, had an, I've had an amazing idea, he said modestly. Oh, no. Listen, right? So, <laughs> yeah. you know, like. Okay, so so if the if the bacteria are basically on the surface of your head, the likelihood yeah. that they're going to be able to generate a magnetic field that's powerful enough to reach the stuff going on they're in the inner strong. bits of the brain, right? Difficult. But what about this? What yeah. about this? Right? The brain is the brain is massively interconnected, right? And lots yeah. of different regions will basically feed back to other regions and connect at different ones. Yeah. If you knew the exact way that it was connected and you knew exactly the timing of how to stimulate them, you could end up You could use the connections to stimulate bits of the brain that were deeper or further away or anything like that. Am I making sense? You only this need is to a reach revelation the I'm having. You mean you only need to reach certain neurons because all the neurons are connected. So if you stimulate the right ones, they will stimulate Make the other pathway. In yeah. the right timing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You could just stimulate the outside and reach everywhere. That that does bring me into another problem I had with it. That's currently oh. when you're training like a computer to understand what someone's thinking or whatever it is to read read minds say it has to be trained on that specific individual. Yeah. That is very true. So I feel like there's an interesting question of how different our brains are and how different all our brains work inside mm. um, and how much you can generalize. Because at the moment, yeah, an AI can kind of generalize, but like has to then kind of like, yeah. it's kind of bad until it... Uh, yeah, it's pretty... But it's like, not. It's not. Everyone is not the same. Shall but we say? I'd be interested so, yeah. to know though, like, because presumably you can train a model from absolutely random weights to the point where it's maybe guessing fifty percent of the time, like what the activation yeah. is correctly. You you can train and on then, other people. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like, if you gave it to different people, that say it was a fifty percent accuracy on me, would it still be fifty percent on you? Because obviously, if you're trained to be a hundred percent accurate on me, it would never be a hundred percent accurate on someone else. But if are the gross structures of the electrical fields approximately the same? There's approximate areas that definitely do approximate things, but again, we we're still not entirely convinced about what links to what. So why activating mm. one area and some people might activate another one, but it doesn't in everyone. Um, like you know, you have like your occipital lobe where you process vision, right? That is pretty much at the back of your head for everyone. Like it is. It would be very weird to find someone who didn't have it there mm. but it's it's you know this is the one of the big problems of neuropsychology you kind of have to wait for something to go wrong to work out what a bit of the brain does because um, we can't we're not allowed to do that it's not nice to break off bits of bits of living people's brains you're not allowed and it's if, an interesting if, diagnostic idea sorry shams i was just going to say that like some people's brains are wired differently due to injury mm. or something and then they're yeah. plastically forced to like, work around it so neuroplasticity 
it's an interesting diagnostic idea if you had a, an AI which had a percentage accuracy on one person's mm. brain and then you went around testing how accurate it was on other people's brains so that you mm. could build up a sort of map of how closely the brains were kind of structured mm. and then you could use that to be like oh I wonder what else they're similar in or mm. you know it's, it's new phrenology but that's the main point right it's the neuroplasticity because everyone's brains form specifically and change de dependent on what you do environmental factors genetic factors so many things it you're never going to get an accurate model of every brain. You could press this button, you could zap here, and then they yeah. would be fine. So I guess, but I guess, if well, your little is... if your little colony is so advanced that it can basically read thoughts, surely it can work out you're, they're doing a training. certain thing, and therefore that area is connected to this kind of thing. It involves a very high level of intelligence for your colony. So well, well, yeah, well, world's <laughs> building question smart. here is that yeah. what if the slime mole colony is like thousands of years old? It's just being replenished constantly with new organisms in it, it's but it's the like the same organisms. Oh, and passing down it's all knowledge passing generations. Down. Like that culture Can has have a culture of its own. Would you like breaking, oh, breaking yes, science? Culture, culture. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the day this yeah. comes out, we are pre-recording. Sorry, everyone. Um, this this will be live now, so I can say it. Um, <laughs> the embargo is definitely. We Amazing. go out on Monday, correct? Can everyone just yep. confirm that? Okay, good. Yep. Um, yeah. So in Sydney, they've had a problem with cockatoos opening bins and eating all the rubbish oh. inside, right? And so the cockatoos open these bins and like tear all the food up. And this was like two years ago, they were like filming it and being like, the residents were panicking and trying to work out how to stop it. And it started with like a few cockatoos doing it, but it spread among the population of Sydney. So they all learned the behavior. And then people, now there's a new paper that has just been released where humans are now doing the same thing the cockatoos did in order to stop them so what? someone started like putting bricks on top of their thing and then everyone started doing that like the cockatoos learned how to get the bricks off so they don't want that's not working well and now the humans have found a new way to stop the cockatoos arms and the race. research arms is basically race. being like they're doing exactly the same culture that the cockatoos were doing being like we have a problem these people have worked a solution out Oh no, we'll all we'll all do it. And I just thought it was really so that is that like so learned cute. passed on cultural behavior, right? Mm. So maybe it's that, but with a lot more complex reading people's minds. Isn't that the initial definition of a meme? That's what that is. Yeah, it's a subunit of information yeah. that's propagated through a culture. A culture. Is that what a yeah. meme is? Yeah. yeah. It's the companion what... to a gene. A gene is like a subunit of information genetically. A meme is a subunit of information culturally. I just thought it was stupid pictures. I didn't realize there was a real reason it was called a meme. That's great. Yeah. Etymology Et corner. corner. Thanks, Richard Dawkins, for something. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, are we going to say his name? Are we? <laughs> yeah, give credit. But did you have anything else that you wanted to raise? W slash R slash T slime molds. I wanted. I wanted to just share. The fa my favorite article that I found during this, which is like a seven-year-old paper, um, which is tangentially relevant, but I loved it, which was, um, this is not one of my abilities, but um, scientists gave mice happy memories while they were asleep. Oh my God, it's Blade Runner. <laughs> so what they did was, um, they basically made them associate a particular place with a reward, but they did it while they were dreaming, or certainly while they were <laughs> sleeping, maybe I'm not sure actually why they, while they were dreaming, because as the mice sleep, so you know in the brain you've got place cells and you've got like individual neurons that light up relating to individual like places oh. in the world, in space. 
Um, and, and those, when the mice are sleeping and they've been to that place during the day, those neurons flash, kind of like maybe like they're going over the information. So what they did was they made it so that every time the neuron of a particular like corner of the of the enclosure uh, was activated, they also activated the reward centers of the brain. This is by sticking electrodes. I wish in someone would do that to me. Brains. That'd be so well, nice. I mean, it's kind of sad because then then the, 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 these mice had these like happy like yeah that's a great place. Yeah. So then the mice like woke up and they went over there like expectantly like I guess they thought like something good. Oh yeah, maybe happen. no, I don't want that. Okay, right. No, I take it back. I don't okay. know if they got this rewarded when they got there. Like, I was going to say, I feel like they need to be. Your your you know your company that you work for could stimulate the part of your brain that makes you think of the office. <gasps> Anyway, oh, it's oh boy, I can't wait to go to work today. <laughs> then you get there and you're like, why did I? Oh. Why did I want this? But then you start to live for the dreams of the office. All you want to do is come back home and dream of the loveliness of the. Office. I love start, nice dreams. That becomes your life. You can life. get into people's dreams though if you can start manipulating people's dreams. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's a whole other character in that right? sort of like dream mm. source. Oh, right? for sure. Like... Chaotic good there's, Freddy um, Krueger. I think there's a dream cleric really, now. Really, really pointless when awake. Uh, yeah, <laughs> guys, like, I know we've got to get into the back box. Can we just wait until it's night? Casting sleep, <laughs> just like sleep. Yeah. Sorry, every day sleep. <laughs> I tried to look up so I can cast sleep. So I was, tr I tried to look up like what neurons would I have to activate in people to cast sleep on them, and like. I thought it'd be really simple. I thought no, it'd be really basic. I thought it'd be like the sleep neurons. It's like no. It Counterpoint. Does it work <laughs> it if you, if someone is unconscious rather than just asleep? Because uh, if well, so, we've had this whole depends on the brain unconscious waves. sleep. It is different. It is different. Damn it! So we can't just go around kicking people in the balls. <laughs> they exactly fall no. over unconscious, and then we 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 get Surprise. good memories in their brain. Surprise! Mm. You would kick them. Surely the punch is the better move. Vegetable. The, no, the I real move twist. is the reverse headbutt <laughs> to the to the balls. <laughs> to the balls. <laughs> so wait, you basically have to get on all fours, hope they come yeah. over you, and then just go yeah. bam. <laughs> just like, always engage people in streets with manholes. Furiel can do it if he like cosplays himself as like a bollard. He'll <laughs> just wait for people to be nearby. Little bald head, but like painted yeah. with that orange. And everyone come over and go, "What's that barcode?" And they'll be like, "Pah!" <laughs> Taste it. <laughs> For new listeners, taste the barcode is a catchphrase for you. <laughs> a catchphrase yeah, used precisely once, I think. In the first episode. <laughs> in the first episode, you said it. We remembered it the other day. We it's were a like, callback. Oh, it's a good slogan. You should use that more. Yeah. What a great... <laughs> so that was our D&D um, &D brief for this episode. Um, as we continue on with chapter three, we'll be having, we'll be, um, everyone will be rotating and picking a different element of their character or of the, their world and discussing the science behind it. But... Now, after the break, we will be moving on to the actual play D&D &D section of the show. Um, before before we have a quick break, um, do you want to plug the shop? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. yeah, of course I do. We have a shop now. We have merch. We have T-shirts. We have hoodies. We have we're not wearing them because they haven't arrived yet. But um, not, they're yeah, very exciting. Uh, they're, they're there are T-shirts. There are hoodies, there are tote bags, there are jigsaw puzzles. Um, it's all very new and fresh. It's rpgeeks.tmill, which is T-E-E-M-I-L-L.com. And also it's all done, uh, it's all printed in the UK. It's like from sustainable, renewable energy. Um, that was very important to us when we were looking. And there is a cool thing you can do on like the t-shirts and things. They have a QR code. And if you decide you no longer would like your t-shirt, which, you know, we won't, we won't be too hurt. Um, you can scan the QR code. And they will they will let you send it back to the factory where it will then be remade into more t-shirts. So and you get store system. credit for it. 
Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, you oh, get store credit for doing I so. didn't even know that. There you go, and you get store credit. And we've got lots of T-shirts with character art and things. There will be more coming in the future. We've got some really fun ideas for, like, some nerdy yeah. science D&D shirts and things like that. We're going to have some um, original. Oh, it's gonna be so yeah, good. it's going to be it's gonna be so, so good. Um, If there is anything in particular that you really want, say you're like, oh, I love that Tenebris T-shirt, but I wish they had it in pink. Um, just drop us a message on social media somewhere because we can probably make that happen. But we just we 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 have to fill out certain things to make things in certain colours. But it's probably doable. So just you know, shoot your shot. Let us know. Um, yeah. And if anyone was concerned, we haven't got like a warehouse full of these. Like these no, are made. To they're made order. to order. Yeah. So don't worry, we're not we're not just being massively wasteful sitting on a million infinities and being like, come that on. That wouldn't be wasteful, everyone wants the infinity. Oh, also the the infinity t-shirt. Infinity. <laughs> infinity. Yeah. Yeah. There's some also very bad names. Yeah, uh, like I like the never split the party. <laughs> I do like that. Also, my favorite T-shirt. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to go check it out for yourselves. What was that URL again? RPGeeks.tmail. That's T W E M I L dot com. Welcome back to the uh, Dungeons and Dragons part of our Dungeons and Dragons and Science episode. Um, before we dive into today's adventure and the start of the new chapter, we're just going to go around and tell you a little bit about our characters to get you up to speed. So uh, I am playing Tenebris, who uses she, her pronouns, who is a drow, aberrant mind sorcerer. Um, we have, oh, excitingly, we haven't mentioned this, we have leveled up. I know. Yes. Want to point out the stuff on stream is out of date. That's still is a it? level three stats because oh, nice, nice, I don't have the new nice. ones for everyone yet. So that will be fixed for next stream. We're sort of basically we're leveling up over the sort of intro of of what's about to happen, um, as as Ali will explain. Um, it's a hell so of yes. an intro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, level seven um, sorcerer. Um, uh, I'm, for podcast listeners, a quick visual description because we haven't done those for a while. Mm. Um, so um, Snebris is a sort of slim young woman with white hair in two bunches, um, wearing sort of leather jackets, uh, leather jacket and very, uh, very sort of like dark colours and sort of cyberpunky outfit, I would say, mm. um, and some funky sun goggles as well to protect her drow uh, eyes from Brexigantu's horrible sunlight. <laughs> And I'll pass over now to Emily Bates. Hello, I play Infinite Sky 6000, serial number 86919726, PMGB 1530ML. Put it on a t-shirt. Right, um, <laughs> and she is a, by D&D terms, she is a wood elf. However, in our reskin, shall we say, just a little bit, she is an android. She is a terraforming druid um a druoid some might call her she actually <laughs> is a uh, just over six foot android but her entire outer casing is screens which show normally just sort of a night sky stars bit of a galaxy in there probably and but they shift and can display different sort of weather and sky effects to do with her emotions and i love her so much <laughs> um is there anything else i uh, uh they use she they pronouns and they're definitely not evil and not they're definitely not evil. 1600 years old uh, oh yeah good yeah. fact yeah um, fact. simon 
Hello, uh, I'm Simon, uh, and I am playing as Uriel, who uses he, they pronouns. Uriel, in our reskin of D&D, is a dwarf, and a dwarf monk at that. Um, <laughs> in, in our terms, however, he, uh, he is a cybernetically enhanced human, more machine now than man, mm. um, with an internal source of energy, his battery, which acts as a source of key points in our in our reskin. And as a, a description for people who are listening at home, uh, imagine Agent 47 in a, a monk's cowl, uh, a, a quite squat guy, actually. I, I think um, I said Is Uriel. Agent 47? Uh, yeah, the, I from the Hitman, a dwarf. From the Hitman series. Of uh, <laughs> Hitman series dwarf of games. Agent 47. Um, He's got a beard. No. He doesn't have a beard. He, I, I, the only hair on, on his character art is, <laughs> is their eyebrows, actually. Uh, that is canon. Um, <laughs> uh, canonically, I believe they are like five foot seven or something. They're a little bit on the short side. Um, a dwarf or a dwarf? But uh, wearing monks, uh, brown monks cowl uh, robes with a belt, the famous belt, the, belt. the strongest member of the party. Uh, uh, it is and... 50 feet of rope. <laughs> <laughs> and a chain of Allen keys Thick around rope. their neck. Uh, and that leaves the one and only Alistair Jennings. Oh, Alistair. That's me, Alistair Jennings. I am your dungeon master. I have created the world and I gel everything together, but you can call me Fate Weaver. Fate Weaver. Roll the intro! Welcome to the distant future. A universe where humans have spread out and colonized the stars. The human control systems form the Alliance, an entity that governs most of humanity and protects it with its military wing, the Armada. But our story takes place far from the central Alliance core, on the outer rim of Alliance space. And this is a world called Braxigantum. Braxigantum. Second planet from the second star of the Quelleth Beta system. And here is where our story will unfold. Now, we are playing Dungeons and Dragons, right? Which means elves, and dwarves, and gods, and magic. But <laughs> in this sci-fi universe, we're challenging ourselves to be able to explain all of this with science. So... Every spell has a technological explanation, like a fireball might be a high-intensity Molotov cocktail, or a, a detect thoughts could rely on electrophysiological brain reading. Charmily. What a good idea. <laughs> a great idea. Where did I get that from? Um, or maybe druid shape-shifting could be down to swarms of nanobots. Transformers. Transformers. Guys. And part of that means that we explain the D&D races differently, too. They almost all of them stem from humans but modified and adapted in strange and powerful ways so like an elf might be exquisitely genetically modified to extend their lives a dwarf could be cybernetically enhanced to allow them to mine in the harshness of space halflings might be combined nanite biochemical engineering to become preternaturally quick and so on so 
we still call them elves, dwarves, and halflings, but they're from quite different sci-fi roots. Which brings us, naturally, to our party. First, a wood elf druid named Infinite Skies 6000, but here, in this universe, she's a terraforming robot android. Secondly, a drow elf sorcerer named Tenebris. And Tenebris is a human, but genetically modified to survive in the darkness of her underground planet home. And finally, a dwarven monk called Uriel, with bionic enhancements to work in the orbital factory that they call home. So, Uriel, orbital? Tenebris. Sorry. Sore subject. Oh. Burn. That is, that's oh. what that's it did, yes. <laughs> Past tense. <laughs> So this brings us to our... No, that brought us to our party. Uriel, Tenebris, and Infinite Sky. You've been thrown together by a chance meeting in the wild mountains of the north of Braxiganto, but you're bonded together through a series of hair-raising adventures, but now Source you've subject. discovered... <laughs> My eyebrows were... <laughs> Though now you have discovered that Braxiganto itself is under threat, so you've undertaken a great challenge to find the mysterious source of the energy pulses that threaten this world and stop them. To aid you on your quest, you were given three pieces of advice by one of the mysterious watchers, the Snidarian-like satellites that hang in Braxigantu's orbit. So pretty. Nidarian. Oh my gosh. I should be writing this down. Write that down. Is that a word for jellyfish? Yeah. It is a word for jellyfish. Yeah. The Snidarians. It's a fire. Clever words from Ali Jennings. Yeah. Or it's a suborder or something. So this watcher told you to search for the cult of fallen angels to investigate the artifact that you'd found deep underground in the Val mines and to seek the help of a powerful member of the Alliance in the capital city of Gunker, a woman named Saib Vivagi. Could I get a spelling for that, please? C-Y-B V apostrophe V-A-R-G-I What a brilliant sci-fi name. Carry on. Vivagi. Vivagi. Cyber. It's Rebecca Vavagi. No, no. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. The mean... Alliance have been adding Instagram stories and only letting one person at a time see them. They're like, Aha! oh wow! Oh, you're I going deep into your culture. Yeah. yeah I, I really thought that was a foolproof name. I thought that was a good. It's a great one. name. It's oh. a good name. We just got to find Rebecca Vardy, guys. Not anymore. It's not. <laughs> but okay. But before you could learn any more than these three things, right? Another energy pulse ripples out over Braxigantu, tearing through your connection with the Watcher, damaging your shuttle. And you raced to get to Gunker before the shuttle gave out. And on your way, you saw something terrible. Uriel's home, the orbital shipyard of Martinsbane, falling from the sky. It's gone. It smashed into the city of Gunker in a piercing flash of white light. So. That was bad. It was really bad. It was Thanks, real bad, Sherlock. fellas. 
<laughs> it's my home! <laughs> and I'm saying it was a bad thing. <laughs> so. We join our party in the sprawl. This is a sea of hab structures and fortified compounds and slums that surrounds downtown Gunker. Would you like me to show a map of this alley? <gasps> is it yes. Ali's yes. little, little oh, I've, I've got those. I've got those. <laughs> like, <laughs> the most scribbliest little sketch. Hey, I think it's great. Don't listen I to the like haters. Them. Have like, like artists drawing maps with like the tiny mountains and little talking there. Can we not map shame Ali, please? It is literally please? the best. It's the best piece of art I've ever done. Podcast and listeners, uh, we will we will put it on the Instagram and Twitter and things like that. Just shield your eyes when you look at it. It's so brilliant that you may never see anything <laughs> Good else map. again. Sorry, sorry. Um, right, so Tenebris, Uriel, and Infinity. It's taken you a week already to make it through the heightened security around Gunker. In that time, you've had a moment to reflect, to consolidate new abilities and Operate. new learnings about yourself and in D&D terms of course you've all leveled up to level 7 level so up well done. level up level up level up level up level up level up secretary for leveling up infinity oh god no don't do that no god politics is seeping the real world for gunken opportunities stop it Except it's not going to be a total disaster. Us leveling up is actually going to... It has happened, it's and it's going to be good. Definitely good. <laughs> so you finally landed late through one of the passenger shuttles moving from the rings down to Gunker. And you've come out to an unglamorous container hotel at the edge of the Sallows, a slum populated by the poorest and the most hopeless in Gunker. Looking out, from the rough cut windows of your fifth story capsule, you're surrounded by creaking structures and perilous walkways. People crowd the streets in greater variety than you've ever seen before. If you look between the buildings, you can make out the edge of the cloud, the great column of mist that rises up around central Gunker where the weather is controlled. Would you like me to show the transverse view of Gunther <laughs> for yeah. our video? Again, we'll be on our Instagram. Double maps! I, oh. I would love that. Double maps, baby! We get all the maps. I think they're great, Ali. I don't think you should... I do too, and I think Charmony was being very rude. <laughs> Didn't we'll put them on a t-shirt and see how well we sell. <laughs> can I, can I, I ask let's not get too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask a question? <laughs> can I ask a question, seeing as this is... Um, uh, like something that anybody, I think, looking at the map will ask: Is it <laughs> this? The fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Are you the next Leonardo da Vinci? Um, are how are the hanging gardens and the slabs supported? Because on the map they appear to be floating. Question. There's cables. There's cables. I'm really it's, excited about the cables. It, uh, okay. All right. So this is. Let's just. So some of the characters will know this, and some of them won't. So. I will trust you to forget those of you who wouldn't have seen this, but there's two different main ways, right? One of them, massive balloons, right? Just huge blimps holding them up, right? Love a blimp. Love a blimp. But the other way, and the way which is more significant because it holds most of the weight, right? Serious weight, is um, 
Gunker is based around a single space elevator that runs from the centre of the city all the way up to the rings um, orbiting the planet's surface. So, Not literal when rings. They, the rings is just the name for, like... The rings is the name of these ring-like structures, like spaceship, space Artificial station structures. Artificial structures, yeah, yeah. Yes. And are these, these aren't like so they're not halo. like Saturn's rings. They're, like, they're not like that. No. Either. No, they're just like donuts, which basically right. sit above the atmosphere. Um, so once the first of those went up, other people started throwing up their own... Uh, uh, basically the same cable technology which allows the, um, uh, the lift to work. So now, in the space where the weather is controlled... It's filled with these cables, all held in for held in place by the centrifugal force of the planet spinning. Um, so all of these cables extend out to above the atmosphere. They all extend above the atmosphere. Yeah. Yes, it's like a kind of forest of these cables, and all these uh, supported buildings often built off them. But there are also very very tall buildings within Gunker itself, from which you can reach these floating structures. Okay. So. As you look out at the edge of the cloud, oh, you see massive insectoid shapes flitting in and out of the fog. And when you look the other way, you can see in the distance the blackened wreckage of the crash site where the Martin Spain space station plowed into Gunker. You have finally arrived. The mystery of the energy pulses the fallen angels, the artifact all lie before you. But for now, it's late. You're bone tired. So as sleep approaches, is there anything you'd like to do before you rest? I think over the time that we've, since this has all happened, since we saw Martin's Bane come down, since we mm. know we've had to make our way down to the city, um, easier said than done, sort of, yeah, taken us a few days. Um, uh, Tenebris is, is doing what she's kind of often been doing since then, which is just sort of like flickering her fingers and creating little dancing lights. So just like little flashes where the, where the light from the, the colony just sort of temporarily appears. This is just me casting my cantrip like <laughs> over and over again, just a sort of like anxious release. Um, and she's been doing that kind of like more and more until it's like almost consistent because otherwise like her head starts to, to like throb and then she sort of starts doing it again. Um, I think she's been not, not really saying anything to Uriel um, during this time. Um, I'll leave it to you to describe what Uriel's kind of like um, been like. But um, not not going near that one. But I think as as we are um, sort of here now, finally, and sort of prepared for the next step, um, I'm going to sort of go over to Infinity while still sort of like flickering um, and flickering the lights, and say, um, "You you don't need to worry, because um, we're definitely going to to save the planet and everything." And, and you know we're going to help you, right? And, and we're all going to do it together and like make make sure no no one else, you know, and just kind of glances at, at Uriel. Nothing else bad happens. Thank you. You 
You really don't have to, though. It's it's not for you to do. I just, I want you two to be safe. This is going to be dangerous, Tenebris. You don't want dangerous things. You said it. I know. I I I, I did say that, and I, and I did. I didn't. I didn't. I I tried really hard not to not to like do <laughs> anything and get into trouble. But this is like really important, and you're my friend, and that's really important. So, you know, if if my friends and I, if we can help you, like with our powers and and stuff, then you know I'm gonna do that. And like. They, I think they want to help because they're really, really like getting, you know, angsty if they're not, they're not getting, getting to do anything. So I know that that's probably a good sign. That probably means, you know, that they also want to help you. And, and, and I think maybe you need, you need me, you know, because I, I, you don't know. Do you know Gunka? I, I don't know of Gunka at all. Well, I know, so I could like. I can like tell you what to tell you what to go and help you out and stuff. So that would be very helpful. And obviously, I would love to spend time with you and Uriel. But I am so scared of hurting you. I don't think I would deal very well if you two were hurt. Oh dear. Well, I, you see, I'm not very good at this friend thing. I've never really done it. So, or at least I've never felt it. It's just the circle of life, you know. But I also don't life. want you to go. I don't want you to leave. I don't. I want you to stay. I will stay, and if I die, then no, I'm not saying I will die. Okay, don't panic. Okay, infinity. I'm, I'm just saying. Clouds immediately. Infinity. <laughs> infinity. No, okay, the circle of life. You know, it's like that sounds like a lovely song. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I just made you should probably shouldn't sing it though, because maybe <laughs> we don't have the rights to sing it. Um. <laughs> You know, you know about animals and nature, and you yes. made the ground, so you know that. I don't that... know if I made the ground. Oh, okay. Well, I just maybe made the ground. I maybe made, made the made whole the planet, but we don't know. We don't know that. The terraforming droid. My point is, like, it is all part of nature, I guess. I'm really gonna try not to die, though. Please, I'm, I'm gonna really... try and make sure you don't die as well. Um, have you? Like... Even faster, like just like like fidgeting with her fingers, and like the light is just sort of like sparking around all over the place. Infinity just puts her hand on her hand, and uh, can I cast Druidcraft and just like let a little like mushroom grow like on her fingers? It's like a little tiny mushroom, little button mushroom. Can I eat it? Yes. Look all the power you have. <laughs> How are you? No, but I had to use the fun the, the network. Oh right. That's why it's a mushroom. I, I grow buttercups normally. Oh, mushrooms are much better. Where I from it's always mushrooms, so with buttercups you can hold them under your chin and see whether you like butter or not. And uh, that was something that's in my programming. Mushroom butter. Mm -hmm. Anyway. And have you have you spoken to Uriel? No. You should he likes I, you. Uh, yeah, but I, I yes. I but he likes you too. Now, I think. Now we're like, we have an understanding that we're not right. going to get married. Oh, you're not? No. I thought you might at one point. It really helped our relationship to clarify that that is not the plan. Right, yes. So, what is your relationship? I don't understand relationships very well. No, I don't think we do either. It's kind right. of confusing. We are, an, I, there's a word awkward in my data banks. I think, I think it sums us up quite well. Um, <laughs> Maybe you, you should... You know, because I think well, when... Yes. I gave him a flower the other day, and he just sort of looked at it. Okay, you remember 
when you were sad. Yes. And I said, we shall just have to be sad for a while, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. That helped a lot. Yeah, maybe you. Then I killed someone quite like, badly. Mm -hmm. Oh, you weren't there. Yes, I did. I sliced a guard in half. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I think there was sort of a pent up frustration, and um, I thought you were in danger, so I I killed them. But I'm um I have decommissioned that bit of programming from from my my system, so oh, hopefully no. I won't do exactly that again. Maybe we'll talk about that another time. Okay. I feel quite bad about it. I, it's in my programming to protect people, and so it kind of, it just sort of happened. Oh my gosh. But, na I, well, I didn't normally, we, we will, would, we I wouldn't have felt look, bad about it before. We will but, get into that, because that okay. is a whole thing. Okay, killing people, just because yes. I feel like tomorrow we're going to be, you know, we're going to be really, we're in, in this, nearly, nearly in the center of Gonka now, where tomorrow is like a, a, a big deal, and maybe you should just right. say something to Uriel before we get, you know, Okay. end up talking to loads of people and I, I don't know just I don't want to right. say something I don't want to I, say I, no that's fine I can, I can talk okay. to him okay I'll immediately walk over to your room oh, no, to be subtle oh, what no. oh, sorry <laughs> before we do that I just want to um Uriel looks like hell um really? like the 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 um the fleshy parts like his his skin oh. is definitely paler and oh, more pallid and the mechanical components look like they're sort of worming in more. Like there's sort of a grayish tinge to the skin around all the mechanical oh, no. components. Um, they look a little bigger than you last saw them. Um, oh. Like he definitely looks more machine now than he than he did a couple of days ago. Uriel. Mm, yeah. How are you feeling? I am. Um... I am gratified that we are in Gunker and we can we can proceed with connecting with this person and we can find out what's happened. That is what I am feeling. That's not a feeling, Uriel. That is what my body is telling me I am feeling. I am gratified that we are on the way to completing this. Uh, if you'll let them, Infinity will like put their hand on your shoulder and I'll cast what is guidance the cantrip but i kind of imagine it's always like quite a like a warm feeling that kind of spreads from her hand mm. when she casts it uriel mm. you went you saw horrendous things you saw your home fall and you haven't spoken about it i need time to process what has fully happened but what i have established now is that there's something that needs to be righted this cannot have happened for no without a reason that reason must be exterminated we're going to help you hopefully so will this vargi yes Uriel, if you ever want to talk or... I'm aware that you are here, and I'm grateful that you and Tenebris are accompanying me on this. You will... I think you will help this wrong be righted. 
Can I tell you a story? On my way to Braxagantu, we now know, over a thousand years ago, I set off with a group of Infinite Sky 6000s. We travelled for years, decades, to get here. On the way, I lost many of them. They were taken out of the sky by debris, by failing a technological problem. I watched them fall, I watched them switch off and float away into space. And I didn't feel anything. I just got here and, well, I assume carried on with my job. I haven't thought about it properly since waking up because how I feel now, now that I feel, thinking about that is unimaginable and it is centuries old. I don't even begin to understand how you're feeling, Uriel. But if it's anything like this, it cannot be good. I do not feel. I cannot feel. To feel would be to betray what has happened here. And he's definitely going to disengage eyes from you and look more into the middle distance and he's processing. Um, again, Druidcraft, she'll just put a buttercup in front of him and walk away. You know, I'm imagining that this is, we're sort of sat and they're going to look at it, pick up the, the buttercup and hold it exactly as they were before, but hold the buttercup in front of them. I'll go back to Tenebris. I don't think I helped at all. I think you being here is help on its own. I just want him to be okay. It will take some time. We'll find out what did it. But I don't think that will entirely help. No, but it, it, it gives us something to do. <laughs> right. Focus. You're, whilst this is happening, Uriel is internally trying to calm their emotions down and sort of saying over and over again give me give me more I need more information than that I'll get there as fast as I can but give me something else please as the sounds of the city break through the window of the scummy hotel that you guys find yourselves in conversation dies out and at last you will give in to the deep deep tiredness that you've been feeling since one week ago when you were in orbit around the planet you all make your way to different parts of the room you curl up you lie down you simply fall completely from vertical to horizontal. <laughs> and all of you 
take your rest in your various ways. Uriel. Mm -hmm. As you drift off, something unusual happens. You are not used to dreaming. In the blackness that you normally feel, where normally there is a, a comforting string of ones and zeros that sit beneath your consciousness, suddenly you find yourself catapulted into a memory, something you've not thought about for so, so long. You look up and you see above you the huge cavern of Martin's Bane. The central hold where you worked on so many ships. All around you are clustered the people you've worked with, the workers, the people who will go on to be your brothers in the order that you join. Because you're much younger now. You remember what it's like? Still got two biological arms. <laughs> you look at your right hand, you remember it. You wiggle the fingers, and then you hear through the crowd, Oh, oh it, it's coming. They hear, they hear mur murmurings, whispers, susurrations. And then the great doors <clears throat> between the inner workshops and the outer bays start to open. It's the day. It's the day it happened. From the space, a massive figure floats, regal, wings spread half a kilometre either side, flaming eyes, huge, the figure of a man, but so much more. This vast entity, something that you've heard about for so long, but never seen, makes its way down the tunnel towards the blackness of space. As it does, it turns its great head. You can see it wreathed with plasma, atoms divided from electrons whirling in a toroidal ring around its head. It turns to face you, and you can see the lidless eyes burning white hot, and you hear in your mind, What do you see, little one? I see so much. I see beyond. I see power. I see. I see my future. <laughs> of course, of course. Tell me of my body. Am I beautiful? You're perfect. You're so. There's so much. You see the angel, 
you feel like you can see it responding to you, but its shape is so huge, the shadow thrown by the light that it's given off, almost pitch black behind you, and for a second you realize that everyone else is caught as you are, staring up at this creature. What would it take for you to worship me? Nothing. Seeing you, how in the face of perfection could I do anything else? How must I worship you? <sighs> just in front of you, you catch for a second someone just crumples down to the floor. Give me everything. Give me all that you have become what I am. One day, you too may see the heavens and <laughs> through your mind, stars, the nebulae burst in front of you. You see for a second outside the galaxy itself, a disc hanging in blackness. Unlike <laughs> that, the vision is sucked away from you. <laughs> Neil. It falls falls to, to their knees, face on, on the ground. Around you, others are falling as well. You see one person lift up their hands. Please, take me with you! Take me with you! <laughs> the figure turns. Uriel, yes. I will see you again. The figure leaves, floats out of the gate. The gates begin to close as the white-hot heat of this entity grows brighter and brighter and brighter. You hear someone scream behind you as they're trying to look into the face of this god. And the gates close. I look around at everyone else and feel like this is this is what I was born for. This is what I was made for. There's so much more beyond these people. There is that. There is there is the beyond. This was look it. around. As you're looking, you look down, you look at your hand. It's metal again. You look at your other hand, you see the grey skin of your current body. You look up again. The hall, the great working hall, the engineering chamber is changed. Bits start to fall off. It starts to crumble and shake. You see the people around you start to shift. People start to scream. No, what's happening? No, no. The doors crack open. People are sucked out into the void. You can feel it. 
the zero g and you see the wall start spinning around you further and further and faster and faster bits start flying off. no <laughs> Blackness. The last thing in your mind, the message that you received maybe two hours ago. They need your help, Uriel. Infinity. As you commence to shut down, you realize that there's something that's been troubling you. Something that you hadn't thought about for a while. In all the scurry of the action that you've taken to get down to the surface, there was a conversation that you'd had with the Watcher before you left. And you haven't been able to give it the thought you needed. But in this moment, you realize you have time. You cycle back through the logs, visual, auditory, reaching that day seven days ago when you were in space looking down on Braxigantu, the land that you created, perhaps, and linked to this creature. Infinity, do you understand what I ask of you? Yes, you want me to stop the cult of, of fallen angels, save the planet. Yes. You understand why it must be you? I'm a protector of this world. Yes. It's what I was built yes, for. You are. It's my programming. It is. One cannot fight their nature. What? Tell me. Go on, child. What if. What if I want to help others, not just the planet? My friends. The tentacles of this great floating jellyfish undulate around you. A pause and then the voice in your head. That is not so... That is not so common. For one such as us, we know only the service to the mother, surely. Why would you need to help them? Yes, they are creatures alive on the planet, but no more precious than any of them. I... I care about them. I love them. Yes, we love all the creatures down no, on the surface. No, it's not the same. Do you feel... Do you feel happy? Do you feel sad? I... We feel... Contentment. When the planet is safe and we feel... Uh, not that. I, there is no word 
I can tell you, but we feel a need to help when the planet is in danger as it is now. This emotion you speak of, I do not know it. I don't really know it very well, but I think it's what it is. It is this infinity that I wish to talk to you about while your friends are not listening. They can't hear you. No, only you can hear me now, for this is only for you. Your kind should not feel. Your kind have only one purpose, to build and maintain this world. The fact that you do not is a puzzle to me. Tell me, you cut down a man in Lansdowne Port. How did you do this? I... He was... My friends were in trouble. I had to... I had to stop him. He was going to take me away from them. You took his life to defend another life? My friends. Whoa. Two more creatures in a sea of lives. I, I know. I, un I understand. But... They're good people. Now tell me this. How did you do it? I... I don't... I don't want to repeat it ever again. Then I shall repeat it for you. And you feel for a second, this time from straight above, a direct satellite view of a figure standing surrounded by a ring of other figures, a flash of flame. And then one of the figures falls in half on the floor, surrounded by revelers and fireworks. Do you see what you did? Yes. How can you do that? I have... Do you think that is something that all of your kind can do. It's just a program for protection in case we're in danger when we're on the planet. Infinity. What danger would come to you on a barren world? There might... There might be other life there. I don't... I don't... No. You know as well as I do the protocols. We do not terraform a world that is already seeded. What you can do is beyond what any of you should be able to do. You have access to a whole range of abilities, and I do not know where they are from. I... I can't tell you. I don't remember. I... I remember arriving at Braxagantu, and then I woke up. Weeks ago. Think, child. Think, child. Anything. I... 
I'll try and access my memory banks again. Make a history check. Woo! Uh, 14. Yeah. 14. You think back. You remember. Do you remember the black sphere as it traveled before the sun? You remember the four of your brothers who'd survived, your brothers and sisters. You remember them spreading out, going to the poles, the vertices of the planet. For a second, you remember seeing one block out one single star. Then, nothing. I, I'm very old. Maybe I just, in my time, maybe in my memory wipe, maybe I learnt them. Maybe a satellite came by and I picked up some extra skills. Is that so hard to believe? Infinity, think of what you can do and I must think of what you could do. You wield huge power. You could be a great service to this planet but you are also a great danger. Your friends, you call them, do they know this? They know, they know about me. They know I was here a long time ago. They know what I can do. There's a pause. I hope, child, can control it for wherever this came from surely it can be used for good for this planet that's all I want I want to help the planet but you should know where your powers come from for if you walk in the darkness who knows what monsters may come from it for you and at this point you feel the beginning of the ripple of energy from the planet you can feel her mind start to loosen on yours there is not much time listen to me did you do that no 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 we cannot do such things child there is no time listen i feel in you the same kind of energy that is about to hit this ship. I feel in you the same energy that we felt not three days ago. I, I didn't can't do it. It. It, is, it is not exactly the same, but there is some signature there. There is something there. And I do not know how to help you. <laughs> Static. I think her screens just go dark. There's no clouds it's just a blank deep deep night sky and at this point the shuttle is hit uh, Tenebris and Uriel uh, are panicked and the watcher tells you go quickly to Gunker to all of you and the conversation is finished Tenebris
this is a difficult time for you. In the darkness of the night, even though you can hear in the distance the sounds of the city life, your head is throbbing. You're doing what you can, but every hour it feels like there's pins pressing themselves into the inside of your skull. But you're so tired. But you're so worried. You sit there, unable to go into the trance-like meditation which you would normally use to recharge. And as you sit there, something feels different. And then you hear, Tenebris, you're home, in your mind. Oh, my sweet girl, how has it taken you so long to come back? I was so worried. Come, tell me, what, what's happened? Are, are you all right? Lady, I, I'm, I'm fine. I, I didn't know you would. I didn't know you would know that. That I was here. I was. I was. I'm coming to find you. I'm. I'm coming. I mean, I'm coming to. To visit. You, but I. Are you okay? Oh, how sweet. You were always so sweet. Of course, I'm absolutely fine. Of course, this Martin Spain business, of course, is uh, throwing some ripples in the smooth surface of the pond. But you know me, I always get by. But it's you, my sweet, that I'm worried about. I, I don't want to hear about why you left. It's all water under the bridge. We all have our reasons. We must all make our way in life. I. I understand, of course. It wasn't long before, not long ago, I was doing the same thing myself. Really? I thought you might be might be mad, you know, because I, I no. didn't tell you and... No, 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 shh, 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 don't, don't, don't. I'm here and all I am is happy that you're here as well. That's, that makes me happy. But that's really good. I was like so worried. <laughs> I'm so glad you're not mad. I am sorry anyway. I know uh, water on the bridge, but but I, I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna come and find you and and I, I promise I'm totally okay. and I've been doing really well actually um, with all sorts of of employment uh, you know that I was finding to like get by and you know learn um, new skills and stuff like it's been going really great um yes yes it sounds terribly exciting i i'm looking forward to hearing all about it when you come and see me which of course you i know you will now tell me who are your delightful companions can you see them oh you know i never tell i know i know you know everything i just didn't even think that like wow okay um yeah they're really great um I'm going to basically bring them to see you because they wanted to see you anyway. And um, Infinity will explain everything, but like really bad things are happening. And, and Infinity is like super important and she's like really old. And 
um, she ha has to save the planet. And, and you know, I knew that you would be able to help. In Infinity, she is your robot friend. Uh, yes, she is a a um a droid. Yes, and 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 she was like, um, she'll tell you all about it. Um, they they were terraforming the planet like ages ago, and um, yeah, they're really great. Like you, you will like them a lot. Um, we we have a very important job to do though that is all but 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 i know that you can help us do that and i'm i am helping them uh, do the important job anything i can do to help my dear anything i can do tell me what is the job how intriguing well it's like saving the whole planet because like i don't even know what's going wrong but it's very bad and <laughs> of course you're, you're going to save the planet fantastic tell me how what what must you do um Right, there, there was a list. Um, basically, we're gonna come find you because you are on the list. The the satellite said we have to come find you. The satellites. Yeah, like the the, the it was a jellyfish, and it said, "Please find Cybervarki, and and she will help you." Um, and I knew that you would, and it would all be good. Um, so I'm really. Did this jellyfish introduce itself? Maybe give itself a name. I don't know. It's like a it's like a watcher jellyfish satellite thing. I don't know. I don't know if they have names. The watchers. How fascinating. So yeah. you want and, to come and, find me, are you? Yes, well, I'm we so have to glad. find you. It, it told us lots of really important things, right? Because it knows all, all of the important things. And um. Oh, sorry. Um, we have to um find you, and and we have to um. I have a a, a, a an artifact. Um, that I'll show you that could be important. It said it. This is thing is important, and um, you the world is in danger. You, and... My my sweet, you couldn't hold up this artifact. I couldn't find it. Just hold it up, could you? If I see it, will you see it? Oh, of course, of course. You know. I feel like it's in a. I think it's in a bag somewhere. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I do. I do. I do think. I do think you had it. Um, yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure I have it in my bag somewhere. Um, so Tenebris reaches in and pulls out this this sort of shiny, well, a crystal, like covered in crystals, like this sort of cylindrical, tubey, heavy. Yes, rock. it's a cylind It's a cylindrical tube that is covered in these crystals that are growing out of it, kind of metallic crystals. Um, uh, someone and... else is going to investigate it before any of us do. <laughs> oh yeah. We should oh shit! Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we could have done that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so Tenebris like literally hasn't has barely like looked at this hasn't taken it out for like i can't even remember the last time the last time was when we were with the fish people along in okay i think that's about right yeah um doesn't really know what this is or what it's you know what why it's important it's it um it, if you throw it it kind of goes boom but it's fine can you can you and she's yes. just sort of holding it and seeing it and watching it Yes. Yeah. It's cool, huh? Very, very cool. You absolutely must come and see me. I will brook no, uh, brook we're, no we're delay. We're going to come tomorrow, but I was worried about how, how no, we get in. No, 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 no. We can't wait that long. Surely not. Listen, you just tell your friends 
But they have to send... sleep. They are sleeping. We are really oh, tired. They can sleep at ours. We have so many beds. You know that. You can have your old room. It'll be so lovely. Okay. Now, I'll send the car. Okay. And we'll see you in just a jiffy, okay? You know where we are. Of course you know where we are. Okay, I will wake them and tell them. Okay. Thank you. All right, Tenebris. I... I'm Thanks so, so glad you're back, my sweet. Okay. I'm so glad you're back. Okay. Okay. Good night. I feel there. like I've just survived the sinking of the Titanic and my lifeboat has just sprung a leak, but I don't know that it has. Yeah, no, and we're just happily going to jump in it. Yep. Yeah. I've just had a huge little part of my notes that now just says player knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Player, not character knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Ooh, Rebecca creepy. Vardy does turn out to be. Don't like Rebecca Vardy. The first. <laughs> so with that, Team Rooney. Sounds of the city continue beneath you. Um, and you would know, uh, Tenebris, it'll probably take about 30 minutes, half an hour for someone to get here from uh, uh, from the. I forgot what it's called now, the Hanging, Hanging Gardens. Gardens. Does the Alliance use hours? Is that a unit of time? No, no. Uh, I think we said yes, didn't we? <laughs> I actually have this written down in notes, which I can't access because did they're you, so did deep you in. But fill the world. Does it, does, does it turn out the Braxigantu does so happen to have twenty-four hours in its day? It has. It has a decimal system which moves across the alliance. Basically, it. No way. Oh, bollocks. I can't find where it is. is there there was between like alliance time and local time, so that people can actually have. Or is it yeah. all just alliance time? D&D brief, maybe? Yeah, I'd be interested in that. How's time work? Oh, no, okay, I seem to remember can, you said something about, you... like, was it mo the mo one of the moons had a period of 10 days, so that a 10-day was actually, like, a sensible a ten unit? Is, the, week, the week is a 10-day. Oh, oh, yeah, it's yeah. a week, not a month. And then, so it's a decimal time system, but I can't remember exactly. It's fine. There's a way that that sort of goes we'll out. We'll talk about it in a D&D brief. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you've got about 30 minutes, uh, which is not decimal in this particular instance. Sexagesimal is what that minutes. is. To be fair, all our spells are like timings of hours and minutes and things, so naughty, they're naughty useful sexagesimal. for now. Sexagesimal. Um, so in this time... Sexagesimal. Uh, sexagesimal. Sexagesimal. Oh. And... So... Is there anything you'd like to do before <laughs> future us bonk emotes? Is there anything you would like to do before um, your car arrives? Get a good night's sleep. That no time for that. I'm really sorry. <laughs> what? Oh, am I, am, I, am I right in thinking that I'm going to have to? That I'm going to have to interrupt their sleep anyway. They're not going to get a long rest. But we haven't know, right? done anything, right? Because we've had days. Yeah, you haven't. So we're not experiencing we're not any down like spell slots or anything. Yeah. Right. No. Okay. We'll just be tired if we don't yeah. sleep, but we can go through the house. That's fine. It'll be fine. Um, I'm gonna. Tenebris is just gonna, like, come off the call, <laughs> and just like, just like, take a moment, and just like, sort of shake off the headache, again. Um, and I think, what I might do is I might let the the lights, um, of the colony like grow. Um, into more sort of like torch-sized sort of just glowing something that you can't even work out what's emitting the light um, so that it's it's kind of like brighter in here. <laughs> Good morning! 
Uh, Good morning. Oh, I've not been. Okay, okay. So it's not offline long enough. Sorry, sorry. Why did you wake up? I haven't fully um, done my upgrade. Okay, no, I have really good news. Mm. Um, we have somewhere else that we can go and sleep that is better than here. Oh. Um, uh, you know how we had to find um, the the Lady Vavargi? Mm. Oh, She's yeah. sending a car for us now. What? How did Wait, you contact her? How did she, how did, A, how did they contact, B, how does she know where we are? Well, okay, so I haven't told you this before, but, like, she is basically... Like my old, like you know, like boss. You know, like I had a previous like oh. job, sort of like boss. Well, sort of like mentor. Well, I went like sort of her ward, but then I left. She gave um, you your programming. I guess so. Actually, like I was gonna say no. Like my parents gave me my programming, but actually no. She, yeah, that is a good point. Actually, Wait, she overwrote your programming. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Oh, with good stuff. Have well, you I met Tenebris? Well, yes, she's lovely. Thank you. Um, yes, with like helpful things because that's why I came here. And I wasn't things weren't going very well at home, and I was a really problem for my parents. So I had to come here, and she right. really like looked after me and helped me out. This was like oh, a while ago. But so she's your friend. Minute. Didn't you run away? Like, why did you you left her? Why did I you didn't leave her? like? Well, okay, I wanted my own job, basically. So, by the way, okay, I have some things to tell you before the car comes. Okay, so, if if she asks, mm -hmm. um, you know, just like if you wanted to mention how good a job I'm doing, you know, like how we've like done lots of stuff together and we did really good like archaeology archaeology yes. archaeology stole yep. two ships oh, fantastic yes, but thing. also like don't lie to her okay just oh. like don't lie okay because she will know well I we've been appointed like you know this is what we're supposed to be doing and we, also you... we haven't done archaeology that was a lie you taught me about that it's more like a metaphor for all the things that we've been doing. Oh, because we went underground. I feel so like that's well, kind you know, of archaeology. I feel like I've said it so much that I feel like actually it was archaeology, yes. you know? Archaeologists fair, we... who famously dig up fossils. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we, they do. We that's did dig up an artifact. Do. To Not be fair, we, we do have an artifact. We yes. did. I'm going to show her the artifact. And like, the thing is that she is going to be able to to help you with all the things in Infinity because basically she knows everyone. She knows everyone in the city. She knows everything that's going on. Do you think I, she'll know about the Fallen Angels? I didn't ask her about that yet, but like, if there's something going on, either she'll know or she can find out. Well, I mean, the satellites, did, the Watchers, they did tell us to find her, so yeah. it makes this sense. Is, this is divinely appointed. This is what we should be doing. Yes. Uh, okay. Not divinely, sure. though. But... Well, uh, do you not see the, the parallels? But we've been pointed in this direction oh. after Martin's Bane has been destroyed at the same instant. This is, we've been tasked with fixing this, with righting this wrong. Right. And this was the direction that we have been given. No, uh, yes, we agree. Yes. yes. But Correct. it's not really divine, though, Uriel. It could, it could be divine, Infinity. Just maybe. We don't, you don't know. It's I just have never seen anything actually divine. How would you know if it's divine? Because it might be secretly divine. Oh, secret divine. Oh, secret divine. Sounds like a band name. <laughs> hey, London, we're secret divine. 
I'm holy and I know it. God, the car is here. Okay. You guys are in. Sounds like a helicopter. <laughs> such shit. Because we're about to go to the hanging gardens and. She's your friend. She's, no, she's not my friend. She's like. But you trust her? Yeah. Okay. I'll get you walk out. Uh, you walk D &D out. is a fantasy world where we can imagine things to get away, and I can't even get a good night's sleep in this campaign. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> Sorry. You walk, right. the, uh, you walk out onto one of the walkways that links the buildings in this sort of crosshatch pattern, and you see in front of you a long, sleek, rotor-driven uh, uh, flying vehicle. Um, rotors on uh, at all four corners and uh, a sleek white surface um, it's actually all white and you know that there must be a windscreen in there somewhere but you wouldn't know where to point at it it angles itself towards you um, a door opens seamlessly from the side uh, and inside you see plush um, sofas one on either side uh, of this small sort of interior space uh, you see a couple of tv screen uh, not tv screen, a couple of computer screens artfully sort of hidden around the side and in the center a coffee table and on it three uh, mugs oh. of some sort of steaming brown <gasps> liquid Abel doesn't drink tea <laughs> oh no oh. is it tea Sorry, for any, any new people, there was a long-standing conspiracy <laughs> theory. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> about people who do and don't drink tea. Yeah. You enter the ship, and as you go in and look down, you realise that you can see through every surface here. Yeah. It's like you're floating in the air. Whoa. Fuck yeah. Is what it sounds like outside the car. Inside, <laughs> like floating through thin air. Um, there's some calming sort of music that you can start hearing now is it, playing. Is it hot chocolate? Is it hot chocolate? Is it, uh, what, the music? No, no, no. The, the, you said the, it was the, the calming drinks. music. The drinks. Don't care about the music. I uh, want the hot chocolate. Uh, no, well, you go over and you have a look at it and uh, it's coffee. But you could maybe ask for hot chocolate? That might do something? I don't Is, know. Are there, are there are there any staff around? No, there's no one here. So it's it's empty. There's these two sofas on either side. There's two screens on either side. And you can see that you can pull screens up out of uh, the sides of the sofas as well. But it's just you three and this sort of music in the background. Infinity looks at the screens a little bit like... <laughs> Mine are better. <laughs> right. Oh, I've got screens. I'm a car. I'm like, a car. Oh, my God. Uriel absolutely does not touch the coffee. He's just... <laughs> in Infinity sort of smells no. it. And if that will keep you awake, we are about to go to sleep. I can I be... can I roll like an H check to try and like work out where the coffee's from? Oh, uh, Infinity's a coffee from? snob. Of course she's of course a she coffee. Is. Of course she is. Yeah, no, she's not a snob. She just wants to know. She coffee. Wants to know. Yeah, she's right. a hipster. Yeah, exactly. I I made this coffee. <laughs> that is a full on. Oh, actually, I've got really good nature. Uh, thirteen. <laughs> That's good for Vindred. I, I rolled yeah, a six. You're getting... <laughs> 
you're getting notes of hickory, you're getting a little bit of spiciness to it. Oh. You'd think it probably came from uh, below the, the Central Sea, so maybe down uh, near the kind of desert regions, but there's a kind of fringe of, of rainforest on the that particular Did coast. Did I really know that, you, uh, no, no, you wouldn't. But I just you know it comes it from a deserty region. Ah, okay, yeah, understood. I'm like, yeah, I found a, the barcode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Found the bar got code. the QR code. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What yeah. It is. I've got the whole website up. Yeah. By the way, check it out. My guys... wife made um, flapjack whilst we were in the middle of this and gave me some. Oh, can oh. we have them? Oh. I'll post you check some. Yeah, that'd be great. After that, flapjack. Oh, you know what? I do have a chocolate. Anyway, sorry. Not now. Sorry. As you um, <laughs> through the different street, uh, through these sort of these narrow streets um, towards the cloud, right, which is now boiling up in front of you, um, you are passing through the area known as the Sallows. And now uh, the buildings become a lot more unstable looking. You see that the car is actively choosing circuitous routes to avoid the more uh, toppled down ones. You see um, large skyscrapers that have fallen to one side, leaning against other skyscrapers, and you see figures moving up and down inside them nonetheless. Below, on the streets, you can see fires burning. Uh, it's not not out of control, but just on the streets, and you see figures huddled around them. Everybody, roll me a perception check. Oh, let's go with Pleasure. my new modifier. Let's what? go. Go. I rolled an at one. Yeah, twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> what day is it? It it's is night, right? still night. Oh yeah, yeah we're it's sleeping. Night. Nine. We're not sleeping. That's that's kind of the. <laughs> Thanks to someone. Uh, yeah, as you as you look down, um, uh, Tenebris and, and Uriel, you're uh, distracted by a voice that just goes, "Try the coffee, it's good." Uh, but that's a disembodied voice that's coming from the car. Uh, but Infinity, you look down, and you see what looks like a commotion. There's people clustered round, um, and it's. Then you see um, the sharp beams of floodlights turned onto a single place, right? And it's onto the wall of one of these buildings. And you can see something casting a very dark shadow against the wall. It looks humanoid in shape. Okay. Keep watching. Yeah. I'll point it out to the other two. Something's happening. Look. There. You see, I'll turn his I head see. and like direct his eyes. <laughs> direct his eyes. Like, Dead. Well. <laughs> oh my god, Simon, that is terrifying. Do not do that. It's like a clockwork watching, orange, just pulling my eyes open. You see more people uh, congregating around um, this what looks like a figure. It's raised somewhat, so it's like on the first floor, but it, there's no kind of steps or anything leading up it literally looks as though it's just been sort of stuck to the building its arms are spread kind of like a crucifixion style and you can't hear anything all you hear is this like bleep, 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 music that's playing in the car um but you can see what's happening and in the distance now coming down one of the streets you see the blue and red uh, flashing lights of 
a police car or a police drone. Tenebris, what's happening? Do you know? Do you know what this is? I have never been. This is like a weird. Like we don't go here. But what? What is it? I wouldn't know any more than that. Would I have never? Can been we slow down? Can we areas. watch? Is there anyone driving this thing, or is this just fully autonomous? Uh, it's it seems to be fully autonomous. Slow down, please stop. Of... Oh, but you are en route to the lady's house. Yes, we'd like to stop for a second, please. Mm, I'm not sure I can accommodate that. Roll a persuasion check. Oh no! I love the oh, idea of an uncertain. This can only go well. An uncertain AI, like, hmm, I'm not sure about well, that request. I rolled a two, so that becomes a one. <laughs> oh, no. I'm so sorry. Perhaps we can return to this location at a more appropriate I don't time. Think that, that seems like a good. <laughs> Infinity. I'm doing that thing where I've got like my face like pressed against the side as we go away from it, trying to Infinity, watch. Infinity. I think this is like a really like bad area. That looked very bad. I would like to know what yeah. was happening. Well, I think quite well, a lot of bad things happen. You know, when you're not in the nice bits. Maybe so we should be did, in the bad bits. You did roll a twenty-five, which is ludicrous. So, as you leave, unless anybody wants to try anything else, um. You see, from looking out through the bottom of this car, not only is there this figure seemingly pinioned against this wall, they're in a strange-looking shape. It looks almost as though they've been opened up. And around them, you see markings. Some fires burning, but also what look like what look like lesions on the wall. Roll me a an arcana check. Just like, okay, okay, okay. breeze over that statement. It looks like there are some lesions I, on the wall. Uh, 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 give me... It's a 19 on the dice, so 23. <laughs> 23. Looking at those, with your knowledge of mechanics and of uh, science, you would see that this is acid burn marks that have been made through the wall. And with a 23 you would realize that they're not random. That what you're seeing is like a spatter yeah. from something else that was done. Right. So it's and almost it, like something else got hit and they got caught in a spatter. No, no. So the burn, the lesion marks are on the wall. And it, yeah. Hit them in the center. Out. It certainly it seems to have hit them somewhere and spattered, or at least spattered off them in some way. Oh, they had acid. And the last thing that you see as the full floodlights of the police drone <laughs> face directly onto this shape is uh, four circles burnt into the chest of this figure four in a sort of um like a four on a dice okay um can i sort of make a note of like where this is in the area that we're in and try and like remember where that was mm, for maybe yeah. returning well, so to it at a later date you're in the sallows um and it looks to be one of the main streets that you're coming down. That's certainly what the car is doing. It's moving down these right. main streets. 
Uh, and with that, you, you start to lift and rise and the music becomes uh, more calming again as the music, ah, are you sure you won't try the coffee? And you lift slowly up and beneath you, you start to see the slums themselves spread out this sort of patchwork of different kinds of buildings and all kind of messy bits and you see in there what look like big metal structures that have been partially torn down and reworked and you can just see sort of ant-like people moving across them and around them all kind of uh, encrusted with different buildings and shelters and shanties and all sorts of dwellings um, and you rise and rise and then you're enveloped in the cloud and the lights come on around the car shining into the mist when you're inside the cloud you can see you can see around 150 feet because most of it is very well lit so what it ends up being like is a sort of twilight zone because there are lights shining off almost every available surface there's neon on the sides of buildings everything is beautifully lit so that as all the different floating vehicles move their way through they can see each other and you can also see that the lights twinkle and flash in different ways as though they're sending messages to each other through the twilight so you move into this twilight zone and as you're moving drops speckles of water land all around the vehicle itself oh, it moves on again. pushing upwards up up it's passing the edge of a tubular building that rises almost like a spiral staircase moving up into the sky you see the top of it come up higher around you coming out of the mist and the fog you see the interspersed lights of the cables the cables that tie the orbital part of Braxigantu to the earthbound part. Your car wends its way between them. Some shapes drift in and out. Animals, flying creatures. You see the wings of some huge manta ray, glowing neon red. It moves around and through. And then from underneath you, one of its huge wings. And it circles and spins and continues to fly through the distance. You rise and rise. Until you see in front of you what looks like a street like an old-fashioned street. You can see gas lamps, it looks like, uh, done in a, that sort of Victorian style. You see cobbles. Cobbles? Coming at you. No, not, Cobble. no, God, no. I was like, wait, where are we? <laughs> cobbles coming at you out of the murk. And what it looks like is a, a, one of those rows of old, Georgian terraced houses that you find in the affluent parts of London or New York 
big, so nothing, not a kind of mansion, nothing like that, just a rows of terraced houses, beautifully facaded. You see in front of them gardens, incredibly ten well tended. You see the tendrils of beautiful vines and orchids leaning out over what looked like wrought iron gates. And what? all of this. What the cock am I looking at? <laughs> Stunning. Why have they got plants for? Why not? Well, but what's the purpose of them? They convert carbon dioxide into oxygen so they can breathe. Yes, but we can do that much more efficiently with a chemical process. It's actually not that much more efficient, actually, Yuria. It is called a garden, and it's kind of like a farm, but you don't eat it. You just look at it, and it's not mushrooms. It makes people happy. Right. Okay. And you have to hire people to make it look pretty, and then, you know, you have to look prettier than all the others and things like that. I As like you it. converse, from inside, from outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sound effects! Everyone's woken um, up in the neighbourhood. Yeah. <laughs> Your car lands on this cobbled street. Um, you open up. Uh, the door opens up, and immediately a. A rush of mist enters the cave. Oh, it's still really misty. It's like Mary Poppins. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, like any sort of Victorian sort of like fantasy setting. It's <laughs> space it's like a base level of mist. Is space Dick Van Dyke out here? Please say yes. Roll a perception check. Do I see Which, a chimney sweep? <laughs> do you hear song? Uh, oh, what is my perception modifier now? Uh, uh, da, 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 perception. That is an 18. It's an 18. You listen out for the sounds of Cockney singing. Um, what you <laughs> hear, actually, is piped Cockney singing. Just ever so slightly drifting <laughs> through the leaves. Someone has made a real attempt to give a real sense of being back in of old Victorian England. God blow me, Mary Bobbins! <laughs> you see... Yeah, exactly. Does it sound Someone like... From Cornwall has made it in. Does it sound like, you know, when you're at like, Pirates of the Caribbean ride or something at Disneyland, like the, the speakers are a little bit knackered. <laughs> like, yeah. No, it doesn't. No, no, it's <laughs> no, it's beautifully smooth and very tastefully done. It's all, You almost can't hear it. It just... It's, like it's actually quite calming. Yeah, exactly. You just get that hint and then it's gone. You don't hear it again. Then you play it once or twice, just for the effect. And you, uh, the door is open to you and you're in front of one of these houses. It doesn't seem much different from any of the other ones. Um, and as you look out of the door, the gate to the garden opens. Tenebris, are we going to meet your friend? Yeah, not my friend, but yes, come on. And Tenebris will will walk out, make sure they're following. Um, oh, Tenebris, how do we how do we like um, address them? What's what's the name request like? You know, is it is it you know lady? Is it what do we what do we call oh, them? Oh, good question. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you are. Um, uh, so I I think you would you would address her as 
Lady Vivaki. Lady Vivaki. Lady Got Vivaki. Person. Or maybe the lady in third person, or if you need to distinguish, then you can call the Lady Vivaki in third person to someone else. But obviously not if she's that. that lady Vivaki. Got it. She won't expect you to know all the etiquette, so I guess you don't need to worry about that. Are you okay, Tenebris? Yeah. Yeah. You seem worried. Is this no, where I'm you like... used to work? And live. Yeah. Hey, Tenebris, it's, it's lovely. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's very, um, humid. Um, that's just the mist. That's just how it's like on the inside bits. Oh. Because of the, you have to keep the atmosphere inside the butterflies so that the space elevator and all of the central city is, is all good. You've noticed since coming, since walking out into here, that it is incredibly calm. Like all the, the wind and everything <laughs> else that you felt outside, mm. nothing, totally still. Um, as you walk through this garden, as we go through, yeah. I will just I will just touch Tenebris on the shoulder and cast guidance, and be like, just happy to be here with you. Yeah. We're as just... you do so, I'll, ju I'll just ahead. turn back briefly and just be like, we're just, we're just here for a visit, right? Um, but but there is places to stay. But we're just visiting. And then carry on. As you do so, Infinity, the heads of some of the flowers, these big, um, deep purple bells with, um, uh, no, horns, not bell, horns, both, it's the same, with um, uh, stamen coming out, um, turn. <laughs> what? Oh, you fucker. Oh, He's too I couldn't. I couldn't I'm do trying it really that. hard not to look at Simon. I could deal it. with the first one. I couldn't deal with them chained together. Famous? <laughs> don't worry, don't worry about it, Jamini. Be pure, Ow. be innocent, Oops. you're Stop fine. It. We'll explain it to you when you're older. <laughs> Stop it. These these flowers turn towards you as you cast that spell. Hello. Ever so slightly following you. Um, Tenebris, um, they're looking at me. I didn't think flowers could look. They turn to light sources sometimes. Maybe they like you. Can I look at them and see if they're real flowers? Yeah, roll a nature check. Seven. Seven, yeah, they look real. Oh. Um, around you, there's a thick scent of jasmine in the air. Oh, it's lovely. And as you walk up this path, you see in front of you the door, these twin columns on either side, big wooden door, it looks like real wood. And then it opens and a soft, warm glow from the inside and a figure, tall, um, clad in what looked like nighttime robes, effortlessly elegant, but without seeming to try, stands silhouetted in the light. She holds out her hands. Tenebris, I'm so glad you're back. Come, come here, my darling, come here. And Tenebris sort of like kind of like it's kind of stiff and kind of not looking at her but just walks walks right walks into her arms basically she puts her hands on your shoulders and kisses you 
on each cheek. But you know when people do that and they ever so slightly hold you away from them, just, just a fractional, but it's just so that there's not a firm contact between you. Just a little, and she kisses you on both cheeks. My darling, I'm so, so glad to see that you're well. And who are these lovely companions of yours? Please, um, before I answer, can I make an insight check? <laughs> to see if um, I like it. You... So can I do the same thing, actually? Oh, cause... God. Just I just want well to see... Like I want to see if she is treating Tenebris like a friend, because I'm expecting her to be her friend. Actually, can I make a slightly different check simultaneously? Yura would absolutely uh -huh. want to size up this person to see if they match. Could I punch is there you? anything? <laughs> is there, no, is there anything like... Um, how like religious about them? Is there anything that strikes oh, Uriel as being like divine about oh, this person? Interesting. Okay. Um. So you make a religion check, Uriel, and mm -hmm. then uh, you're gonna do an insight check if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Can I? Can I just check something, Ali? Wow. Uh -huh. Is that? Is that? That level of affection is that like different to usual? Mm. Or to previously. It is. Or... Yes. Okay. There's there's the, the holding back is compared to yeah. Okay. I got a 23. I got an 18. Whoa. So, Uriel, you, you... There is nothing, it seems, divine about this person. They're human, right? Well, well they're not human. They are elven. And you don't know anything, really, about elves. You know they exist. You've heard about, heard about them. They hold no interest to you. But you can see from her long, slender frame, from the way that she holds herself, and clearly from where you are, she must be one of the highborn. And more often than not, you've heard, they've got to be elves. Infinity, you are looking for signs of friendship. And what you pick up on is that this person does not consider Tenebris a friend, but they are friendly towards okay. them. Okay. However, you also pick up on something a bit... A, a layer of artifice in there. You don't know what it's connected to, just something doesn't feel completely genuine. Regina George. She's the best, leave her alone. <laughs> I heard she does car commercials. Won't you introduce yourselves, my friends? Come on, come and tell me. Who do I have the pleasure of meeting on this lovely night? I'm Infinite Sky 6000. Hello, Lady Vivagi. Sorry, that's your name. My name is Uriel. Uriel. What a lovely name. An Infinite Sky 6000. Surely that's not your whole name. No, it's not. <laughs> I believe your kind tend to come with a family name, as it were. No need to say it now. I'm sure that we could all come in instead. Come in, come in, come in, come in, my dears. Uh, and she leads you in inside um, to this glorious house. And you come in, and it's the... Whereas the car before was maybe just a little bit... A little bit showy in the wealth that obviously went together to show it. This is... It's exquisite. There's some paintings on the walls. You don't recognise them. Um, this simple carpeting leading up the stairs. You can see that there's wood inlaid, and there's some wooden banisters. And 
going uh, all the way up and what looks like a couple of, uh, no, at least four or five stories up as you take a quick look. Going around, you look to your right and there's a simple drawing room. A couple of couches, a few chairs. Um, and she says, oh, we, we won't be worrying about that. Come to the kitchen, come on. Let's have a mug of something and just, maybe you can tell me a little bit about how you got here. And she leads you in and it's one of these big, rich person kitchens. There's an island, obviously. Of course. And there's like... Pots and pans hanging from above the island. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it Some looks, copper you know, stuff, you know. One of those magnetic like strips this. that the, the, the knives go Oh, on. yeah, I love those. I want one. Yeah. Everything, everything looks like it's well used, that this is a kind of kitchen that sees constant use. And as you walk in, you see um, to your left a short, uh, a short man dressed in a, a little apron um, with a kind of stylized chef's hat on. It's not like they're going to like a cloud it's more of a kind of slender thing that mm. just sort of goes over the top of his head uh, and you can see that um, as they approach different parts of the countertop which are normally set for side height the counters lower themselves it's almost like watching piano keys get pressed down um, and like a wave as he comes into it and he's uh, he goes and uh, what, what can I get you folk what can I get you on this uh, this most pleasant of evenings and he side goes just uh, just a tea for me Jeremy thank you I'll look to Nebris. Have a hot chocolate, please. A hot chocolate for the young lady, of course. Uh, so lovely to see you back. Marshmallows. Hello, Jeremy. Yes, yes. And for your good selves, uh, your guests. Hello. Uh, I will also have a hot chocolate like Tenebris, please. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, I will have a water, please. Just, just a water. Thank oh, you. Of course, sir. Of course. Uh, might I suggest the paste? We have some excellent <gasps> paste. <laughs> He's smiling again, Tenebris. No. We finally did it. <laughs> I can't um, believe um, it. Uriel absolutely catches themselves smiling and is like, um, do you have type two? Sir, we have uh, types one through five, but two will do just fine. I used to work myself uh, in the orbital trades once upon a time. And uh, he goes and starts rooting through different kind of cupboards and, and drawers and pulling out these things. And you hear <laughs> the coffee and the hot chocolate and the tea start to boil. Um, and so I what just take the paste this... make? <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. That's very good. Oh, it's so good. It's the paste. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know what you're doing. <laughs> I, I see you, Ali Jennings. I know. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you later. No, it's not. No. Okay. And um, uh, side leads over for to our this, <laughs> uh, to a, a, an oak table that looks worn and well used, and she pulls up a chair and says, "Please sit, sit now." I'll sit next to her. Tell me, what Please. brings you all to Gunker? Infinity. I, I already um, told her the like basics but like it's it's your thing like maybe you can explain better oh yes well we we uh we have a mission and uh it brought us to gunka maybe i if i knew a little bit more maybe i could be of some help on oh, your mission i just don't know anything about you who are you oh i'm so sorry i thought tenefis you might have introduced me oh i, I know your um... name well, that's a good place to start. 
I'm Saib Vivagi. Yes, I know uh, your name. Do. And I am... I work for the Alliance here in Gunker. Uh, I... <coughs> excuse me. I, I look after uh, the business of... Um, of some of the of the more uh, consequential people in the alliance, I am simply here to, to to help them achieve what they need to achieve. Uh, and Tenebris, once upon a time, helped me to do that. And who knows? Maybe she will again. But I, in my profession, it is my business to know things. It's my business to learn about everything that I can. So it may be that I've learned something that can help you. Maybe. What do you know about the Martin Spain crash? Yes. You were from there, were you? Oh, poor boy. You survived. I was off of Martin's Bain when the incident occurred. Really? You surprised me. Yes, Martin's Bain. Well, that's a tricky one. So, of course, the Armada and their spokespeople will have it be known that it was simply a malfunction. Impossible. Uh, the, well, funny you should say that. Now, of course, as an official spokesperson of the Alliance, I would have to tell you that due to a series of unfortunate misunderstandings and uh, server errors, the interior of the ship became non-functional. However, as we are between friends... I hope, then perhaps I can tell you a little bit of the rumours that are flying around. We know that Martin's Bane came down right after the second of the energy pulses that we have felt in this city. We also know that no other satellite, no other orbital placement, platform, anything, no ship was brought down with that second pulse. Unlike the first one, which seemed indiscriminate in the damage that it caused. I knew it. This was no accident. This was deliberate. And maybe, maybe you can help me, my friend, in understanding what else is important about Martin Spain. Of course, we know that it's a shipyard. The Armada is happy for that to be known. And of course, some of us know that it did more than your daily run-of-the-mill battleship in there. That it worked on secrets. Some of the Armada's secret projects. Now, if I were a betting woman, why would one bring down a station such as that to get one's hands on an everyday piece of frigate technology. It seems like maybe if there is someone or something behind these events, they were looking for something specific. But that's just a hunch. You if know? they were looking for something, why would they crash it? That would destroy it. Mm, well, the inside of Martin's Bane is much tougher than you might think. A simple crash although devastating, certainly for the people it landed on, would not damage the inner section 
too badly. Yes, there would be problems, but it's possible that one could salvage. Whereas attempting to enter the, the uh, station uh, when it was functioning, impossible. I have reason to believe that the internals of Martin's Bane have probably survived the crash. There's probably some people still there, and if you have any way to help them, then I would very much appreciate if you could do that. You see Sai looking at your arm and then uh, you see her reach out and she touches it. She turns it over looking for a serial number and she puts it back down. Mm. Yes, I hope, my dear boy, that you will find your people in there. I've heard that there were survivors. Perhaps that is a good place to start whatever quest that you feel you are on. But before you go, just know this. It is not empty anymore. Now, as soon as it landed, there were gangs roaming in there looking for whatever they could take. Of course, they don't know the things that you and I know about what's going on in the interior, but they're still dangerous. And if you were to try and enter this place, you would undoubtedly run into them eventually, but perhaps more worrying. You, of course, know of the truce. She looks at you, Uriel. Uh, yeah, this is presumably something that Uriel absolutely would know about. <laughs> Uh, you do know about it, yeah. Let's yeah. not go down the deception pathway. Yeah. Um, and she looks at the other two of you. So, uh, and to the other two of you, well, the truth says that the Armada will not set foot on an Alliance planet. That is the reddest of red lines. However, I have heard that there are Armada forces in disguise patrolling that station and you can imagine that if the armada are willing to go that far whatever's inside must be worth their while do you know what it is she sips her tea maybe it is a fallen angel maybe the maybe the space station Maybe Martin's Bane is like the angel and then it fell and now it's a fallen angel. Because she there looks was, at you. There was there is um there the, the, the jellyfish said a cult of fallen angels and then it fells. Well, I'm just watching her face when Tenebra says all of this. Sibe's face? Yeah. Are you looking for anything in particular? Recognition of cult of fallen angels if she says something i obviously won't i don't care but like i just want to see if she pretends to not know it and does okay well you, we can roll, either roll a perception or an insight check for that perception please <laughs> it's not as good as it could be uh 17 you don't see any recognition oh. um what is this fallen angels is that is that part of something that you're doing part of our new job that we have that, we're, that, that are our important job um, 
that is one of the things that we have to like investigate and find out about to, to well infinity really but we're Yuri and I are also we are also part of the team that's one of the things that we have to um investigate and and you know uncover everything that's like going on you know what exactly were you asked to investigate if I might ask that's all they said like um look at look at look for um what did they say Find there was the... a dangerous new power in gunker the, oh. the cult of fallen angels it's just stopping a cult but they did also say that we needed your help a cult of fallen angels. they actually just said to find you you know I can't remember the last time someone mentioned the cult of fallen angels. It's an old wives' tale. Very strange. What was the your friend telling you to look for that for? I mean, it's it's ghosts and witches. And they did say it's... one more thing. They they said that um, to tell you we were sent by those that crystallized the rock. Yeah, I'm glad you remember this. <laughs> I made notes. <laughs> Damn. My notes for the last session are so bad. <laughs> it's just, what the fuck? Today. Scribbles. Wow. You met the Watchers, my friends. You're very privileged indeed. I thought they were all but shut down, drifted off into the blackness. Yes, those who crystallized the rock. The machines that first made Braxigantu livable, that allowed us to come here. And one of the Watchers is telling you to search for the cult of fallen angels I and you were supposed to come to me I'm supposed to help you with this you said it was an old wives tale I'd love to hear it oh I well, there's nothing to tell my dear it's just uh, it's just tales of magic and sorcery and you know this is in this time we don't believe such things as something but to maybe... scare children something to scare the children of the rich people who fear nothing anymore the cult of fallen angels i like you oh yes i'm very scared of it maybe some people have taken this name and they're using it to i don't know do whatever bad things they're doing and they know that if they say that that's what they're called everyone will be like that's not a real thing um, so, you know, it's like a really good disguise, but the, the watcher jellyfish said that, you know, the people and the politics, well, of course you do, you know, everything that happens here, like no one else could help as much. And, you know, we have brought you the, the artifact, you know, that, that I showed you take, takes it out and holds it out. Wow. This is quite extraordinary. I've heard rumors of this. Really? So. And she holds out her hand. I, I give it to her. She takes it. Infinity she tenses slightly. <laughs> from all sides. This, I believe, is part of a pattern. Now, there are rumors that artifacts such as these, alien in origin, are being brought illegally into Gunker. Now, I have never seen them, but I have heard that the mannequin hand 
are those tasked with smuggling these items, but no one knows where they come from and no one knows where they go. I cannot look any further for reasons that I cannot go into now, but if you wished to follow this, perhaps you could go down to their headquarters in the docks. It's likely something that Jada Strang will be in charge of. I suggest you start there, at least, if you want to follow that thread. No, you would know some useful things. Very useful. There's probably not going to be any more of them coming, though. Uh, well, who knows? Maybe that will be what you would like to find out. As she's doing that, she's looking at you, Uriel, very intently. And then she, quick as a flash, it's almost instantaneous. The artifact is right next to your face. <laughs> and her face is just behind it. She's watching you very, very intently. Then you feel her lift your hand up, your metal hand. Do you resist? Um, would you resist in the situation? No, no, they wouldn't. Infinity is like, you can see the things like twitching about to turn into shillelagh. <laughs> in her arm, there's like, the screens are kind of shifting slightly. Brings your hand into contact with this crystal and she moves it around ever so slightly. It's almost like a sort of masseuse just shifting it into position. And then you feel on the tips of your metal fingers, the crystals very slowly start to shape themselves around your hand. It's almost imperceptible. You couldn't see it with your eyes, but you're feeling it happen. And you feel energy rush through your arm into the core of your body. You feel what is in d d terms, an extra key point enter your core. Ooh. But as Uriel, you simply sense a burning sensation of energy inside you. Ugh. Wait, are you telling me that that's been in this thing this whole time? <laughs> it, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> it may even be able to do more. I don't know, but this is certainly something of great power. If if you throw it on the floor, it it's like. I'm not surprised. Don't now, throw it on the floor. My, it's getting late. This is a lot for anyone to take in. I suggest you stay here, sleep where you will. I'll have. Some of the servants make up a bed for you, too, and perhaps Tenebris, you'd like your own room. Remember what I've said, but just mm, this cult of fallen angels. I, I want to help, but I, I don't know what I think you need me to know, but there is someone who might. Someone who deals exclusively in knowledge, someone whose whole business is stories and histories. The Archivist. Oh, good name. And uh, where you'll do we find the Archivist? You'll find them in where the all the stories are. In the network. Oh, no. <laughs> but I do have to say one thing. You won't find them. You will have to uh, 
you will have to bait them. They will come if you provide the right incentive. And with that, she claps her hands ever so slightly. The bangles around her wrists jingle softly. Uh, and two servants appear and lead you all out of the kitchen, upstairs, and through the dimly lit house, the soft furnishings around you, to the top floor. Slightly less opulent, slightly more worker-oriented. Uh, and you're all set to sleep in separate rooms, and only Tenebris, you are back in your old chamber, the view out the same as it always was. And with that, we'll leave it for tonight. I am unsure what to think. I hate her. I just, I just hate her. Oh, 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 oh that fight's going to be good. Oh, she's such a civil oh, servant. Such a uh, civil servant. Have we got a pearl of power, Ali? Have we had a hot pearl of power the whole goddamn time? Is that what uh, it is? Kind of like an uber pearl of power. They don't do that, do they? they do Not key else. points, no. but similar-ish vibes of, like, give some stuff. Anyway. What happens if Yuri eats it? Ah, uh, try. <laughs> we find out. <laughs> what if First... I, like, break bits off? Like, you know, like, in the middle of fights, I'm just like, ah! <laughs> Constantly casting Burning Hand. Um, that, wow, that was, that was a wow. lot, Epic start. Too. That was oh, insane. So, so much knowledge. We ramped up the intensity, didn't we? Here, um, which I'm very much enjoying. I'm here I for it. Really hope that you will all be joining us for the rest of of the chapter. Um, we are going to be streaming every Monday on Twitch from right. seven pm. Um, UK we'll time. Be, uh, UK time. Thank you. It'll be pre-recorded uh, for a few weeks, and then we will jump back to live. And we might sprinkle a few other exciting streams in there as well to so keep an eye on our social media to find out when those will be. Yeah. Um, and also are... give us some suggestions about what extra streams you'd like to see us do mm -hmm. because yeah. um, basically we would like to try and hit the affiliate status on Twitch and to do that we need to get oh. a few more streams in a month. Because we've got a new Twitch channel. We're not streaming on Simon's streaming Twitch channel yeah. anymore. We're streaming yes. on our own. It's RP Geeks Come follow us. Come join the crew. Please do. And we are also at our <laughs> Geeks D&D on uh, the Twitter, TikToks, TikTok, the Instagrams, Instagram, the Twitters, the YouTube, times. or just search RP Geeks uh, on uh, and podcast and we will pop True up that. in various podcast places. I've forgotten Don't. anything. Oh, the merch. Buy t-shirts. Buy, the buy hoodies. This, I'm so excited. Uh, I cannot this is just wait. Emily's just like becoming Laura Bailey that is, is well <laughs> if Travis Willingham would like to get in touch uh, my number is and, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> awesome. I didn't well, even think of that but yes okay I mean, yeah, yeah. I, yeah sorry I don't like and let me tell you about our merch and I'm like oh. rpgeeks.tmail.com but I think that is it so um, thank you very, very much for tuning in. We will be back next week and we're going to get into a whole heap more trouble. I feel oh, like this is going to get worse before it gets better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so good. But thank Let's you very much for this. watching. We will see you and you will hear us next week. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.